It's really hot, mm. but it's good. It's good. Yeah. Kentucky's been kind of chilly, but not too hot or too cold. Mm. All you need is a light jacket. <laughs> I was really, really hoping you'd say that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, to all our listeners, welcome back to another episode of Spilling the Tea. It's actually our last one of the season. <laughs> I'm so proud. I'm proud, too. I'm sad a little bit, but proud. And we're going to get some... Some rest over the summer. I don't. When are we coming back? I, I have know. no idea. We haven't even <laughs> talked about that. We need to have a meeting. <laughs> okay, let me schedule that. Okay. <laughs> Pencil me in. Okay. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, we're gonna take a little break. Um, we'll let y'all know how long that will be. Um, but we're excited for our last episode, and it's a big one. Yeah. Am I talking loud enough? Yes. Okay. Cool. 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 So, what are we talking about today, Wendy? We're talking about the one and only Dolly Parton. Oh, the queen herself. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. There's so much to say. And yeah. um, we're just going to let you know right now, we're not going to touch all of it. There's no way. This podcast would be about four parts. Yeah. Maybe even more. But we're going to get to all the highlights. Yep. Highlight reel. And before, we're going to do a little pop culture update because we love some pop culture yes uh liz especially she watches a lot of reality tv (laughs) i really do (laughs) and this is uh, before we because we're going to get into vanderpump rules thank god but there was just one thing i wanted to say so there's been so much commotion going on since the cmt awards happened did you know about this no (laughs) i've been too D deep in Scandal. Are you kidding me? I don't watch. I used to be, when I was little, I watched E! News all the time. I wanted to know all celebrity gossip. I never missed an award show. Now I could give a rat's ass, okay? I don't watch any of them. Because once you go to school for entertainment industry, you realize that everything is like a publicity stunt. Like everything is just fake. You see everything is fake. Yeah. Fake, fake news. So like, (laughs) I'm just like, I don't have the time for it anymore. But anyway... Um, I've seen so many people complain on TikTok about the CMT Awards. They're like, I just miss when Reba hosted and Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood hosted. That's not the CMT Awards that you're thinking of. You're thinking of the CMA Awards. And I just needed to, to let y'all know those are two different things. Oh, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude, I thought some major scandal went down or something. I mean, everybody's talking crap about the awards, but the CM, okay, the CMT awards used to happen the same week that the CMA Fest happened in June. Okay. But for some reason, maybe they've been doing this a while, but for this year, it happened a week ago, the Mm -hmm. CMT awards did. So... I'm not saying either award show is great by any means, but you're probably thinking if you're thinking of something a little more higher quality where they wear gowns and they walk the red carpet and all that, you're thinking of the CMA, the Country Music Association Awards, which happens in November. Oh, okay. Yes. Some people think it's the same thing because CMT Awards happens the same time as the CMA Festival. I see. Yeah. I just needed to clear that up. Thank you. Thank you for doing so. (laughs) My pleasure. <laughs> this girl was going on a tangent on TikTok. She was like, I mean, the what they were wearing, they used to wear gowns and suits. And I'm like, lady, you're not, I mean, it's not your fault. It's just, you're just not cultured enough. I don't know. <laughs> Get your facts straight. Savage. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's you're why so I'm funny. here Thank to you let for your know. service. <laughs> I actually didn't know any of that. So, well, okay. And another thing out. is, I think. Which they both do. They're both trying to like, they're both trying, they're both entertainment awards. They're trying to um, target younger audiences and, you know, all that. But CMT is definitely trying to pull younger audiences. Elena Morissette was on there. I don't know. Really? Yeah. And all these young, like all these country women sang a song with her. I was like, what does this have to do with anything? (laughs) Maybe it's like 
So she has a Broadway show called oh, okay. Jagged Little Pill, okay. and it's on tour right now. But so what does that have to do with? Maybe it's some sort of publicity. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't it ironic? <laughs> just, Don't you think? I've just seen like videos. And first of all, the uh, what's her face? Uh, Lainey Wilson was part of it. She did pretty good. But the rest of them, I was like, mm. I'm a big fan of Lainey Wilson. Me too. I am. Uh, me too. She was on a podcast with. Was it Theo Vaughn? Have you watched that or listened no. to that? No. Oh it my gosh. Fun, though. They those two together, they were hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I'll, gotta gotta li- to I'll listen to that. Um but yeah, that was just my that was my whole thing I wanted to say. I wanted to um what was um You just gotta set the record straight. Yes, that was the, the saying I was trying to come to my mind. Yeah. All right. See Yeah. Yeah. We got the Thank same God. brain. <laughs> <laughs> we got a red dirt. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad that that has been settled. So let's dive into Scandaval. <laughs> now that that's over, now that let's that's get out to the of meat. the way. <laughs> that was your appetizer. All right, here's your entree. Um, I don't feel like any of our listeners watch Bravo TV. However, <laughs> they, may. they may. If you do, please let me know so I know I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I've been watching Vanderpump Rules since 2013. Oh my gosh. And I've been really involved. <laughs> <laughs> Too involved. But I also lived in Los Angeles and I was a manager of a restaurant out there. And so some of these events that I was at, you know, I've like, I've met Stassi, I've met Lisa Vanderpump, I've met different people you're looking at me like you didn't know this did you not well, know this? I always every time you say you live in los angeles lived in los angeles i'm like what yeah like, I, know. I forget that well it was a lifetime ago you know it's so nuts to me it was yeah that's pretty crazy i grew up really quick i mean i was managing a full-blown restaurant in downtown hollywood at the ripe ripe age of 22 23 ish um but uh, yeah so i've met these yeah. people and so they're I know that they're like flesh human beings, right? Mm -hmm. I also love Vanderpump because what happens on the show is real situations. It's not scripted situations. Now, let's say you and I are beefing hard, Mm -hmm. okay? Well, of course, producers are going to put us in the same room. Yeah. And that is when the drama is created. <laughs> so it's all organic, but of course they are puppeteers, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I'm not naive enough to think that they're not. Yeah. And I listen to all of their podcasts <laughs> and they talk very openly about, you know, how things kind of go on the show. So I've been watching this since 2013. You watch their lives play out. Now I know they're little snippets. So I don't really see everything, mm-hmm. obviously, but I'm a normal human being. Okay. I'm not one of these trolls online and I'm <laughs> sending death threats and stuff. No. What the heck? Yeah. People are psychotic and ain't nobody got time for that. So anyway, Tom Sandoval cheated on his girlfriend of nine to ten years, Ariana Maddox. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Um, <laughs> teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched a little ten-minute video to c- get to speed on this. Wow, I'm so proud so of you. So is Tom Scandoval, um, is he the one that looks like Charlie Chaplin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He And because this hashtag of porn <laughs> stash has been trending, he actually just chopped off his mustache. Thank Jeez. God. Okay. He looked, yeah. It was awful. But he's the most egotistical, narcissistic human being alive. Okay. Hmm. Anyway, Ariana had this best, best friend who was Raquel. Tom cheated on Ariana with Raquel, her best friend. They'd slept God. in the house together, like in his house that he owns with Ariana. Okay. And it's like... This has shaken Bravo Nation. This was on the front page of the New York Flippin' Times. Okay, this is like legit. Shaking everything. And so every effing episode ends with to be continued. They won't even show us what's on next week, which is really giving me a myocardi B infarction. Okay, I am not okay. Um I stole that line from the last show that I just did because it's the best line ever. But um, 
So yeah, I'm not doing well. If you have friends that are in the Bravo world who are freaking out about Scandal, let me just assure you that new information drops weekly, if not daily. And so this has been thriving since March 3rd. Oh my gosh. Uh Uh-huh. And like... Tom Schwartz, who is Sandoval's best friend, just went on Watch What Happens Live. It's a live TV show. Who's the host of that? Because I've been when you're talking about this, I've been thinking about it. Andy Cohen. Okay, that's the name I thought, but I was like, what's his friend? That's the news anchor. Um, Who's uh, the son Cooper. of Vanderbilt? Anderson Cooper. Okay, I was getting okay. I yes. thought I had the wrong person. They're like best friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this dude just went on there and dropped all this new information that he'd been lying about. I'm like, not okay. Okay, because. Tom Schwartz knew about Tom's whatever. Yes, yeah, Sandoval. Okay. Yeah. He um. he said that he's known since December when in fact literally last Wednesday he dropped the news that he knew about their first hookup in August. What? I mean it, it like it doesn't stop. So I saw on my little 10 minute video mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw that the two cheating mm-hmm. um participants were they wore like matching necklaces lightning bolt necklaces yes because tom tom (laughs) so tom sandoval tom schwartz they own a hotel with lisa vanderpump called tom tom well their whole symbol in that restaurant is a lightning bolt so he always had one but Mm. he gifted her one as his symbol of being in love with her okay and she would wear it out now whitney i'm just gonna say (laughs) That if you and Jeff had matching Wouldn't necklaces. Wouldn't you see that the first time that it occurred? I'd be like, what? That's so <laughs> weird. Jeff wears a lightning bolt necklace. Why are you wearing one? Yeah. I mean, hello. That would be my thought process, too. Even if it wasn't the first time, the second time I'd be like, what this is gives? a little weird. Yeah. And like, they're all starting to talk about it. And they said they just cannot believe how much was happening right in front of their faces. Mm-hmm. Like at one of their friend's wedding, they were laying up in a cabana together. Didn't he dress for Halloween as her? Yes. <laughs> Who dresses as their mistress for Halloween? I mean, I cannot get over it, guys. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, I'm one of the very lucky few women, though, out there in the world that whose husband actually watches the show and actually <laughs> enjoys it. Okay, I love some Bravo. I'm putting Jeff on blast, but yeah, we <laughs> love Bravo. We love Below Deck. We love Vanderpump Rules. We cannot get enough. So, to have someone <laughs> that we can like talk about it to and send stuff yeah. to without driving the outside world nuts with it, it's it's giving me everything I need. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so cute. Oh my gosh. All right, now I digress. Okay, on <laughs> on, on to better. And bigger things, like oh. the queen herself. I just hit the mic. Did you hear that? Kind of, but, you know. Okay, we'll go we're with just... it. <laughs> um, so do you want to get into Miss Dolly? Let, yes, let's. Okay. Um, Dolly Rebecca Parton, which, side note. So, for some <laughs> Already. Re- yeah, already. <laughs> <laughs> I had a side note on my first sentence. Um, <laughs> So I think on one of my TikToks, I said that Dolly's middle name was Jean. I was getting her confused with Britney Spears. Because <laughs> I have a video of me singing, I think a Dolly, or I was introducing my cat that's named after Dolly. Yeah, and I said, her name is, her middle name's Anne. And I said, but Dolly Parton's middle name is Jean. I was thinking of Britney Spears. <laughs> I'm such a fraud. It's it's just not like you at all. I, we'll chalk that up to a very long work week. Yeah. Okay, so Dolly Rebecca was born January 19th, 1946, and she was born to Robert Lee Parton, who was a tobacco farmer in Avey or Avi. I don't know. Avi or Avi. Parton, who was a homemaker. They said she was a housewife, but... That sounds too cushy. She was a homemaker. She raised like 12 kids. Um, So her dad went by Lee and he would make ends meet any way he could. Um, He, you know, farmed tobacco, but then he would also do construction and they share cropped and everything. Dolly described her family as dirt poor and her father actually paid Dr. Robert F. Thomas, who delivered Dolly with a sack of cornmeal. 
That's nuts. Yeah, that Which, is nuts. Um, some sources I saw said oatmeal, but then some sources said cornmeal. So I don't know. Would they have oatmeal back then? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. They were paid with some kind of meal. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I got oatmeal, but. Okay. We'll say cornmeal. That's cuter. (laughs) So um, Dolly was the fourth out of 12 kids, and they lived in a one-room cabin. (laughs) Jeez. That's crazy. Speaking. Okay, so I meant to say this during my whole spiel about Britney Spears. (laughs) So that got me on to, I never knew Loretta Lynn's middle name. Like, I never even thought about it. She doesn't have a middle name. Really? She's like my grandpa. My grandpa married always, I would always, what's your middle name? He's like, I don't have one. I thought he was lying to me. He really didn't have a middle name. Anyway, much like a lot of other country singers, Dolly started in her church singing. Her grandfather, Jake Owens, there's a country singer named Jake Owen, which I find crazy. Yeah. Um, he pastored at the church, but both music and church were an integral part of her childhood. And Dolly's par- uh, parents inspired her careers in different ways. Uh, Dolly got her musical talents from her mom. Her mom would sing a lot of like Elizabethan mm-hmm. songs and like old gospel tunes. And she was highly influenced by her mother's youngest sister, who was named Dorothy Joe. Um, her aunt would sing, and she wrote songs, and she played several instruments. And then um, Dolly's father, like I said, was a farmer, and he worked construction on the side. But um, even though he was illiterate, Dolly saw that he had a tenacity um, for hard work, and he had business sense, and it inspired Dolly throughout her life. Dolly's childhood would be one of the main topics of her music. Her music is describes uh, the humble world she lived in as a child, and it talks about growing up in the Appalachia. Yeah. You know, they lived with, like, no electricity and no plumbing, and I read that they would catch fireflies in mason jars to light up their house at night. That is country. Country. Yeah. Like, people these days don't even know. Well, maybe so. I don't know. Like, up in the hills. But, like, people who say I'm country, I'm like, no. Yeah. Talk to Dolly. (laughs) Yeah. Um, At the age of seven, she made a makeshift guitar out of a mandolin and two guitar strings. And she would become active in the music circuit around Knoxville, Tennessee. She performed on radio and television programs such as Cass Walker, who was, like, a big... um, music and or radio and television um, host in that area in eastern Tennessee. In 1959, Dolly recorded her first song called Puppy Love, a song written by her uncle, Bill Owens. Did you look up that song? No. It's the sweetest little song. That's cute. Um, It's something like puppy love, puppy love, can't get enough of your hugs or something like that. It's like really simple, but it's cute. And she sounds like Brenda... What's the singer? Little Brenda little, Lee. Brenda Lee. She sounds like Brenda Lee. Does she? Um, <clears throat> so Dolly would be one of the first in her family to graduate high school. And the day after she graduated, she moved to Nashville. And while in Nashville, Dolly and her Uncle Bill would make moves as songwriters. Their songs would end up on the charts, the charts <laughs> sung by artists such as Hank Williams Jr., Skeeter Davis, and Kitty Wells. Hmm. In 1959, Parton was introduced by Johnny Cash, who was actually her first crush. I did read that. (laughs) And she performed on the Opry for the first time. At the age of 19, she was signed to Monument Records. And they saw her soprano voice. They saw that as like her going more in a bubble pop direction. And she did hit the charts with her songs, but it didn't really crack the top 100. And due to this, Dolly expressed her desire to sing country music, and the label was just, they they weren't going to allow it. They thought that her voice just didn't fit country music at all. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that part. So, um, she kept trying in the, like, bubblegum bubble pop vibe, but eventually Monument gave way to Dolly's dream to sing country music, when they heard her sing harmony on Bill Phillips' Put It Off Until Tomorrow, which Parton wrote. Uh, She recorded her first full record called Hello, I'm Dolly, which included the song Dumb Blonde, which is not actually Mm. one of her songs. I always thought she wrote that song, but she didn't actually write that one. It was wrote by Curly Putnam. And this was her first country single and ended up reaching number 24 on the country charts. 
that album also had Something Fishy that hit number 17 on the country charts. Huh. Yeah. So in the late 60s, Porter Wagner had his own syndicated television television program called The Porter Wagner Show. And Porter Wagner offered Parton a regular spot not only on his show, but on not only on his like show on the television, but also his show on the road. Mm. There was some drama when all this happened because Porter, when he asked Dolly to come on the show it was by doing that he was replacing one of his like full-time singers named norma jean right and it caused a lot of drama so um the fans in the crowd weren't happy and when dolly would come on stage they would shout norma jean's name oh snap yeah poor dolly they finally accepted her through porter wagner like encouraging her on stage and just kind of warmer warming her up to the crowd but um, the two went on to record a cover of Tom Patton's The Last Thing on My Mind. It would reach number 10 on the charts. This song even jump-started a streak of top 10 singles that was un- uninterrupted for six years straight. That's hmm. freaking insane. Wow, yeah, that is. Um, coming into the 70s, it was Dolly's mission to launch her solo career. Though Parton found success in her career attached to Porter, her solo career just seemed to be continuously ignored. What's extra interesting about her being on Porter Wagner's show and replacing Norma Jean is that I did read once they heard her sing, they started to warm up too. But yeah, they definitely, you know, groups of people are kind of like her cows mm-hmm. in a way if you herd the cows into one direction right they'll start to follow so yeah they once they saw that porter wagner was a big supporter of dolly and enjoyed her being on the yeah. show then they like came around but eventually she became more famous than porter wagner so she wanted to leave <laughs> right and start her own solo career which obviously was a smart move now when I was a tour guide at the Grand Ole Opry, Mary McCoy, she told me a story about how she had heard that Porter got so upset that Dolly was going to leave the show that he actually slapped her with a lawsuit mm-hmm. and wanted to sue her for leaving and starting her own career. So she was really upset. She was in a diner and she literally wrote, I will always love you on a napkin and dedicated it to Porter Wagner, which... <laughs> And so remember in the green room, there's that photo of him. Mm -hmm. It's like one of the very last performances he ever did before he passed away. And she's singing, I will always love you to him in that photo, which I always thought was cool. And then what's even more of a fun fact is a couple days after she wrote that song, she wrote Jolene. Like two (laughs) crazy hits just back to back like that. And she actually wrote Jolene at... (laughs) Um, because this bank teller would always <laughs> hit on Carl Dean. And so she wrote it talking about, wow. talking about her Carl Dean, Carl Dean. Now I, uh, I read that she, the day she moved to Nashville was the day she met Carl. She was outside and all he said, like they hadn't even met each other yet. And he said, Hey, you're going to get sunburned out here. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. And so they started talking and sure, sure enough, they got married. Do you know, um, so that, that would happen. Like they met at the wishy-washy, uh, laundromat here in Nashville. And, um, do you know where that was? Mm -mm. It is on the, it was on the corner of eighth and Wedgwood. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's not there anymore. Can you guess what's there now? Oh no. Like apartments, the like, of course, the, yeah. So, well, that sucks. I know. Well, dang. Well, sorry, Carl. She and Carl Dean got married in 1966 in Ringle, Georgia, and she was only a ripe 20 years old when they got married, dang. which is pretty neat. Now, we had talked about I Will Always Love You, so I just want to insert this fun fact, but Elvis Presley wanted to record this song. And so his manager at the time, Colonel Tom Parker, which is a total douche canoe, by the way. Uh, I don't know if you watched the (laughs) Austin Butler Elvis movie. The movie I love and the one you hate. Yeah, I can't stand it. But hey, you know. (laughs) I was about to do an impersonation of 
Tom Hanks doing Colonel? No, please be my <laughs> guest. <laughs> he talks like these. Yeah, it's so weird. Why does he talk like that? Um, well, he asked on Elvis's behalf, obviously. He's his manager. But Dolly wasn't interested because Parker had mentioned that they would take half the publishing rights to the song. But since it was her legacy and her inheritance, she would have to that she would get to leave for her family, she didn't want to do it, which was a very smart move on her part. Tom Parker is such a scumbag skis ball. Yeah. Can you imagine <sighs> if she had just sold that song to Elvis, right? And then, of course, they wanted to use it for the movie, what was it, The Bodyguard? Mm-hmm. And um, I did read that when she heard Whitney Houston's version of the song for the first time, she had to pull over because she was driving. <gasps> oh, I just got chills. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, she had to like pull over because she couldn't believe how pretty it was. Mm. And she always kept saying in interviews that she loved Whitney Houston's version, mm. which I think is very sweet. That's got to be, I've never experienced this, but it's got to be magical to hear someone else sing your song, sing your words. I know. That's got to be incredible. Yeah. Mm. That is Love incredible. That. Um, I have a few more fun facts. Girl, no. Okay. I love it. So because her father was illiterate, she knew that there was a huge importance of helping her home state of Tennessee, obviously, become mm-hmm. more literate. So she founded the Imagination Library in 1995, which provides children from birth to five years old with free books, and it's now available in other states. Billy, my little girl, is a recipient, and Aww. she loves getting a new book in the mail every single month. So if you have a kid who's a between one and five, you should go on to the Imagination Library uh, website, sign your kid up. It's totally free, and it's just very precious. It's very sweet. And it's like books that... There's some books that I know, and then some books I've never even heard of, so it's pretty cool. That is sweet. Yeah, I really love it. Billy loves it, too. So that's really fun. Um, Dolly is also a very celebrated figure in the queer community. Yes. And they just love Dolly. (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) I I literally don't know anyone that doesn't love Dolly. Mm -hmm. Just saying. I'm trying to think of one. Yeah. Mm, maybe one of my really crazy aunts who got onto my mom because she let us watch A Walk to Remember. But other than that, no. If you <laughs> don't like Dolly Parton, don't even waste your time trying to be my friend right. because it's literally not going to happen. It says a lot more about you yeah. than Dolly. Um, but Dolly hosted and still does a gay day at huh. Dollywood. Never knew um, that. Yeah, so... Let's see. She has she created a gay day so that LGBTQ plus families could visit and celebrate in unison, <laughs> which is very sweet. Now, the shitty thing is <laughs> when the KKK heard this. The who? The KKK. Who are they? <laughs> Never heard of them. <laughs> Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Who? Who? Um, they sent her death threats. But see, our queen don't give a fudge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, she said, don't care. And she kept doing it. So yeah, she should. God save the queen. Love her very much. <laughs> oh, man. She's, she's just so cool. I love her so much. She obviously is not the only musically inclined person in her family. Her brother, Randy, sings and he actually performed in a show called My People at Dollywood. Then her sister, Cassie, and nieces shortly followed and became regulars in Dollywood. She does have a sister named Stella um, and a sister named Frida and Rachel, and they all sang. Rachel even starred in Dukes of Hazard. Hmm. I know. I want to like go back and yeah. see that, but... Um, I have never heard any of the other Partons sing, but I do know that she sings with Randy a lot because when she did her 50th uh, (laughs) anniversary special. (laughs) Why are you laughing when I'm spilling some tea? The train wreck that it was. (laughs) All right, buckle in, guys. Oh, wait, I got to say this. 
anything that's about to be said was allegedly <laughs> happened. <laughs> Thank you. See, you, you keep me from being sued. <laughs> I literally said, Jeff, can you refresh my memory? And he goes, don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he wants no part of your lawsuit. <laughs> He's like, you're going to be a Fletcher that day. <laughs> going back to my Your maid. parents. <laughs> going no. back. Yeah, my parents are like, uh-uh, she's your responsibility. <laughs> um, okay, so Dolly did her 50th Opry anniversary special at the Grand Ole Opry. And NBC decided they wanted to be a part of this. <laughs> and they wanted to film it. So... What I remember, this is all based off memory, okay? I'm cracking up that <laughs> Jeff said, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, he, he does too. He, yeah, he does. He got out of that real quick. I said, well, you're lame. Um, <laughs> he plates the food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dolly really wanted Randy to sing with her. Aww. And from what I can remember, NBC said, No. Okay. Which I can't believe you're going to tell Dolly Parton no, ever. Right. I don't remember if they just didn't want him to sing with her for whatever reason, or if there wasn't time for him to sing with her within the lineup, or like what what the situation was. But I remember she got really upset and was like, well, then I don't want to do the special. Right. Right? Because she's sticking up for her family. Well, she ended up still doing the special. So I don't don't know what agreements were made. But so that is some tea that went down. And also, if you've ever gone, this is actually one of the biggest complaints audience members have when they come to the Grand Ole Opry. If there's someone really big that you want to see, Loretta Lynn, Luke Combs, uh, whoever, okay, Vince Gill, there is still a schedule and a formula to the Opry mm-hmm. show, okay? So when you come, there's like two performers and then a commercial and then three performers, commercial, whatever. Keep going, keep going. And then at the very end, you have the big star come out and they only get to sing three songs. Now, they still wanted to keep this formula for Dolly Parton's mm-hmm. 50th anniversary, which really grinds my gears because Dolly never comes to perform to the Grand Ole Opry, which there's more tea on that later, but she never comes. And so when she does come, I mean, that's a standing room only type of show. Right. Okay. And so to tell her like, yeah, you're only going to get like four or five songs at the very end of the show. What? They should have. Okay. If they wanted to keep their little formula, they should have just done the first half, and then the second half should have been all her. Exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like, that's a pretty good compromise. Because mm-hmm. then she would get, what, a whole hour? Yeah. Yeah. So that really bugged me, too. She was very sweet, but she, when she was on stage, she really did say some stuff about it. Like, mm-hmm. she said, she was singing some songs, and she said, well, I guess I better hurry up, because they only gave me so much time. And, I, and I'm like, pop off, Dolly. Yes, as pop she should. <laughs> and see, I knew all the backstage drama, right? <laughs> Am I the drama? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the drama. Um, but everyone else obviously didn't know. But there was definitely some sass to be had, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. And I just want to say to the Opry people, and to NBC that the next time Dolly does a special, can we just give it to her? I mean, it's not like she's the most influential woman in country music or music. I mean, yeah. No, she only deserves three songs, and then we're going to close the curtain. I'm just like, <laughs> good night. Y'all, the woman is 77 years old. Can we just let her sing her hits? I mean, you're killing me, Smalls. Speaking about, or talking about this, um, so there was a lady at the Opry who came into the shop after a show, and she was like, I can't believe I bought tickets, and Keith Urban only sang three songs. And I was mm, like, mm-hmm. that's that's the format. But in that case, it's like, I feel bad, but it's like it's the Opry. It's like that. It's a radio show. There's multiple guests. But with Dolly, I know. Give her, it's, it's Dolly. I know. Like, come on. I know. Exactly. And I'm just Y'all can like, give Carrie Underwood a whole freaking weekend. Thank you. 
Thank you. Oh Say it louder God. for the people in the back. <laughs> and y'all know how I feel about Carrie Underwood, but we won't get on all oh that. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> I digress. Oh, my gosh. But now there is somebody who has nothing but kind things to say about Dolly. I mean, everyone should, but yeah. that would be her goddaughter. Miley Cyrus, yes. which is so like crazy. <laughs> it's just so crazy, yeah. right? And I never knew why Miley was her goddaughter, which she actually likes being called a fairy godmother, Ugh. not just a godmother. I and I'm chills. like, duh, right? <laughs> but I did not realize how influential Dolly Parton was into Billy Ray Cyrus's success. Mm-hmm. He was in some of her videos. She was very present. Yeah, he played Romeo. Ro- Have you ever heard Romeo? No. Girl, I've got to show you. The, okay, it is the most cheesy <laughs> song ever, but it puts you in a good mo- mute, uh, uh, c- good mood. Okay. Mute. Um, <laughs> it's so cheesy, but I love it. Okay. We got to watch it after this. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'll get schooled. Um, and then she was like around for the achy, breaky heart period. Uh, yeah, so just did a lot for Billy Ray. Good old Billy Ray. <laughs> so when Billy Ray's wife, Trish, thank you, she got pregnant, they were kind of joking around, but it wasn't really a joke. You know, she was like, well, I've got to be her fairy godmother. Yeah. And so they made her her godmother, which I'm like, Miley Cyrus, <laughs> you lucky son of a bee. <laughs> know it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Not only is Miley super talented in her own right, but I mean, her freaking godmother is yeah. Dolly Parton. Yeah. What the heck? She starred in Hannah Montana several times. Mm-hmm. She um, she even supported her through Miley going through her yeah. wackadoodle phase. Because honestly, she felt like there was no other way to get rid of the Hannah Montana. Yeah image than to like go completely the opposite direction which she did every child star does it it's a formula it's a thing oh by the way have you seen what amanda Bynes looks like right now no would i be sad yeah (laughs) i loved amanda Bynes. she's got a septum piercing she's got black hair she's got a heart tattoo right here i mean she's unrecognizable last time i saw her she had like a blonde like she had this side of her head shaved and it was like blonde and then she had her dimples pierced my gosh but i don't know i i don't know I think Nickelodeon and Disney effed up a lot of people. Oh, Disney for sure. I mean, and then Nickelodeon. Who's what's the guy? He was like the um, he was like the main producer on the show. He would he's like a pedophile. Which show? Or like he he was on a oh, on the network. Yeah, what's his name? Oh. Rob Snyder. No, not Rob Snyder. <laughs> Don't do him dirty like that. <laughs> what is his fake name? news? Fake news. Take it back. <laughs> This guy's last name is Snyder. Poor Rob Schneider. He's out there innocent. Like, what did I do? Dan Snyder, not Rob. Not L. King's father. Hold on, I'm dead. Girl, the other day I was trying to think of Lawrence Fishburne. Okay. You're at cracking work. me up with getting people wrong. I said, I said, um... What did I say? I said, I said Daniel uh, Seabiscuit. <laughs> Everybody at work was like, who? I said he was in the Matrix. Daniel Fish or uh, Seabiscuit. And they're like, and then somebody looked it up here and they're like, Lawrence Fishburne. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and then I, they were like, where did you get that? I said, fish, sea, it's kind of the same. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> That's like saying fish sticks and chicken tenders are the same. Wait, there, I say much so much stupid stuff, but anyway. Okay, Dan Snyder was a pedophile. Okay, so. not Rob. No. Yeah, they. I mean, Demi Lovato and who's that cute little dancer in uh, Step Up? And do you know who I'm talking about? Her name's. Oh my god! It starts with an A. Was she in Missy Elliott's video? Yes. She was in Camp Rock, too, but I can't. Allison Stoner. Yes, 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 yes. She's very open about it. Uh, the girl who played Ren on Even Stevens, yeah, she she's podcast, super open about it. Yeah. Mm. And then even, um, 
Well, no, that's not true. I was going to say Shia LaBeouf's movie Honey Boy shows it, but that's not true. It's really more about his dad. The girl that was on, I just read her book. I wish my mom was, I wish. Oh my gosh. Yes. Jeanette. um, McCurdy. Yes. I'm glad my mom died. I'm glad my mom died. That was a great book. Yeah, I read it. Oh my gosh. So sad. It is sad. Um, I think I've mentioned this on this podcast, but one of my teachers, one of my professors at Belmont was Haley from Paramore's mom. And she is a therapist and she goes on sets to like Disney or Nickelodeon. So she has like, she won't tell any of it, but she has a lot of tea about what goes on on those sets. Mm -hmm. It's just crazy. I'm sure it's sad too. Yeah. Very sad, but like they can call her in the middle of the night and she flies to them or she. No way. Yeah. She's the coolest lady. Morgan Williams, that's like her favorite teacher. Oh my God. I feel like you know West. Yeah. I, it's either West. I was going to say her Tyler, but I don't think it was Tyler. But one of them said that they had her as a teacher too. Yeah. I'll, if you were in um, like entertainment or music business, you had to take social and emotional behavior in the entertainment industry. Wow. <laughs> that was the class. Wow. It was very. That would be a very fascinating class. It was. That was that one class made it worth it. <laughs> I wonder if we could get her on the podcast. Uh, heck yeah, she. Uh, I Morgan, mean, she can't spell the T, but no. I mean, she she does in some ways, but not like she doesn't give names. Yeah, but you can kind of guess. Um, Morgan, I may be able to get her. Morgan, we're coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> They're like friends on TikTok. Like oh I think they still God, communicate. I'll die. <laughs> What if we get her and Morgan on the same episode? That would be amazing. Hell yeah. Okay. We're going to try to hook it up. <laughs> All right. Um, Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> yes. Now she, Cyrus says that Dolly kept her grounded and she always says hi to the person on the bottom of the call sheet. Now, as someone in production, we've mm-hmm. both been in production before. That's really special. Yeah. Right? Like to even have an artist or even someone that high up. If Dolly Parton was like, "Hi," you know. Right. Of course I wouldn't faint or anything. I would probably die in my mind, but <laughs> I'd be like, "Hi, hello." But it's just like, "Thank you." Cuz I feel like tech and, you know, all of us we just get kind of forgotten or whatever um not that i need to be said hi to all the time right. but a but little it, it, it a does little something nod. yeah it does it, it gives you a pep to your step yeah. um now parton has pushed the boundaries for country music by looking the way she does this is all coming from miley cyrus and saying the things she says and being sexual in that way. So the big boobs and the tight clothes and all of that. And I feel like Miley really looked up to the way that Dolly used to push boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think Miley is definitely pushing boundaries as well. She may be doing it a lot more provocatively, but I also wasn't around when Dolly was pushing I boundaries. I think it's a so. different set of boundaries to push like, in That's today's a good point. society. Yeah, because I feel like in today's society, there aren't many boundaries, <laughs> Not <a laughs> right? Lot. So to push a boundary, you have to go pretty extreme Yeah, a little bit, Yeah, but I love their relationship. I mm-hmm. watched the new, new year special whenever Dolly was on because I didn't <laughs> care who else was on and I, I never knew that I needed to hear Dolly Parton sing Wrecking Ball. Oh my gosh. But turns out i did they did a um like they mixed two songs together like uh was it wrecking ball and i will always love yes. you yes oh it meshed so good together yeah. i didn't watch it but I, I did see that clip and i was like that was amazing yes does that mean that wrecking ball is the i don't i will always love you maybe of our time <laughs> <laughs> her swinging on a ball <laughs> naked <laughs> i went to her bangers tour Oh, that was amazing. Oh, I bet it was. That had to be so fun. I the love production, bangers. The production, you would have died. Like, just the stage, the it was just a lot going This on. last album was not my vibe, Mm-mm. but the current one, mm-hmm. Flowers, yo. So I even good. like the one, um, what was it called? Um, Younger was that one? Where she kind of looks like Elvis on the front of the... I don't know. I don't know. That was a good album, too. Okay. It was... it. I don't think... Bangers was just legendary. Yeah. I think. 
Yeah. I really loved it. She had these huge, like, I don't know what you would call them. She just, everything was just magic. It was like a Broadway show almost. Well, you know who else is really good at that? Your girl, Taylor Swift. <gasps> Thank you. I I've, been, I've been wanting to tell you, I'm like, if you ever got the chance to work on a Taylor Swift tour, you better. Because that stuff, it's, she puts everything into that show. Oh, she does. I mean, so her reputation tour, I think that's what it was called, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she had 82 semi-trucks. Yeah. So I'm opting out of working that, <laughs> but I would go to one. I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan of her personality. Yeah. But I, I am... Not, can you appreciate some of her art? Oh, she is so talented. Okay. Her songs pop off. Okay. Her, she's such a good businesswoman. Mm-hmm. And her tours are dope. I mean, absolute visions. I am in the process. This week, I'm going to be making my outfit. Okay. Because everyone is saying this is the Met Gala for Taylor Swift fans. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the outfits. I have. Oh my God. I have bought so many rhinestones. <laughs> I'm very excited to see your outfit. Yeah. I'm going to video, I'm going to try to make a YouTube video of, of the whole thing of me making this outfit. Okay. It's Cause it's going to be a, hopefully my vision comes to life. Eras tour. My friend, um, David, he's our sound guy at the Straz mm-hmm. and his girlfriend is like, I mean, die hard, die hard, die hard. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, I love to give him a shitty time yeah. because it's fun and easy. And he, he's like, oh, you know, whatever. But obviously he loves his girlfriend so yeah. much because he texted me to, or he Snapchatted me and he's like, I just bought a Taylor Swift shirt for the year's tour. <laughs> and I was like, loser. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've seen people because she has a song. It's called Karma. And she says, Karma is my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And people are like, they'll bring their boyfriend and they'll have the word Karma on their shirt. That's cute. Yeah. That's cute. It's like an easy way to get your boyfriend involved, I guess. But I'm so I'm dressing as Lover. That Lover is okay. like one of my favorite albums. So okay. it's going to be a lot of hearts, a lot of like cotton candy, pretty pink glitter. I love that. I do so love excited. Lover. That's a good album. Yeah. So excited. That, that'll be so fun. And she's singing Cruel Summer, which is a bop. It, I do like that song. I do like this new album. I didn't really like Evermore and Folklore, but that they're, they're just not my vibe. I liked them. I, I, like, I thought they were different, but I, I don't know. I can appreciate any of them. Yeah. I do not like the song um, Me with that Brandon guy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That is the dumbest song. But anyway. It's a, it's fun to dance to. It is. Yeah, if it came on, it's, it's one of those songs if it came on in like a club or something, I'd like love it, but yeah. just I'm not going to choose to listen to it. You know? uh, my friend, her mom is one of the costume designers on the Eras tour. Ah! Oh yeah. my God. Sorry to everybody. That's so <laughs> neat. I would, oh my gosh. Yeah. Anyway. Super fun. I would love to see a Dolly Parton Taylor Swift mm. mashup. That could be kind of fun. That would be cool. Um, can I just say that as a Southern woman, I know how to cook. Okay. I love Southern food, but I hate meatloaf. <laughs> I have never had meatloaf and it will never enter this body. Yeah. It, you're not missing anything. Mm. A lot of people would disagree, but that is Dolly Parton's favorite food, meatloaf. Or one of them. I know she sticks to a low carb diet, so maybe that's why she likes it. I used to hate ground beef. Now I I eat carbs today, but I try to stay low carb. Mm-hmm. And so, like now, I love meat, mm-hmm. but I will never eat a loaf of meat. It's disgusting <laughs> with ketchup on it. I don't like it. <laughs> Jeff loves it. It poses a problem. Yeah. So when I read that, I was like, I've got to include that in the podcast because <laughs> it's like the most random favorite food ever. But like so. It's just still so, like, southern yeah. and simple. Maybe it reminds her of, like, yeah. simpler times. Do you like it's spam? A, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever had it. I don't know. It, I, I'm guessing it's like bologna. I'd have no idea. But you know who loves spam? Hawaiians. Because there is every <laughs> f- flavor of oh, there's spam. There's different flavors of spam. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a whole wall. It's crazy. 
Um, she also still sends faxes and records demos on a cassette and voice memos. I send faxes every day, and I feel like I'm from 1970. So Dolly Parton does it. So yeah, there we go. What's that office quote when Michael Scott is like, "What you're going to send it on a dinosaur or whatever <laughs> he says"? It's so funny to me. That's how I feel every time I have to use the fax machine. Gosh. Oh, let's see what other fun facts do we have? Oh, oh I have some, but go ahead. Go go ahead. So University of Tennessee and Eckerd College in St. Petersburg, Florida, both offer courses on Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. And then um, that's funny. I want to take those. So there's actually a podcast that goes into the University of Tennessee and like talks about the like the people in the class. Fantastic. It's called. I don't know what it's called, but I'll find it in synergy. Okay. Um, There is a species of lichen, lichen, which is a fungus. It's found in southern Appalachia, and it was named after Dolly. It's called the, I'm going to butcher this, Jepoila Dolly Partantiania. <laughs> Don't know, but I'm sure she's glad she got named after a fungus. I mean, literally, <laughs> why would you name a fungus after Dolly Parton? But okay. Okay, this is my favorite thing because people, like clean aesthetic girls, get so into their skincare and stuff. Mm-hmm. Dolly Parton claims the secret to her beauty is that she sleeps in her makeup. Really? Yes. She will. So I get, cause I've met a woman like this. She says, my husband never sees me without makeup. And I'm like, I love this. Like I want to be my husband to know, like not know that I don't have a wing eyeliner. <laughs> you do love a wing. <laughs> You're wearing one right now. And it's like midnight. So she um, sleeps in her makeup and she only washes it off in the morning before she can apply it again. And mm. yeah, she says, Uh, That she always wants to be ready to show her face all done up. And we already talked about her crush on Johnny Cash. Okay, so in 1996, they cloned a sheep that was named after Dolly. Okay. I did read that. And then um, Dolly is part of the elite group of people who have been nominated for an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh. An EGOT? Yeah, EGOT. Um, She wakes up at 3 a.m. Did we mention this? No. Oh, okay. Um, she wakes up at 3 a.m. so she can get her day going, and this time she, like, prays, meditates, and she checks her email. And I guess she faxes, too. <laughs> yeah. She checks her email, and then she faxes the reply. <laughs> um, so one of Dolly's first royalty checks from her songwriting was a $1.02 from Tree Publishing. Um, I got a royalty check, like, two months ago. It was $100, and I was it was, like, around $100. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> But literally, Dolly Parton got a hundred or got a dollar. So, what'd you get a royalty check for? Um, like my songs on Spotify. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. We gotta get your <laughs> listeners up. <laughs> no, this, uh, some this is like the the formula for every. What is it? It's something crazy. Like every hundredth spin of your song, or listen, is like a tenth of a penny. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> because Guarantee got uh, played like 20,000 times or something like that this year, past mm-hmm. year, and I only made like $108. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So think about this. If I co-wrote that song, if there was pub, uh, multiple publishers, they mm-hmm. would all get a cut of that. Da, 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 da. Like if uh, I had yeah. a management. I'm glad you don't. Anyhow, so um, Dolly Parton is unable to read sheet music. Uh, Dolly Parton <laughs> can play uh, many instruments that include the dulcimer, auto harp, banjo, guitar, electric guitar, fiddle, piano, recorder, saxophone, and she even plays her fingernails because that's how she wrote nine to five. Heck yes. <laughs> that's one of my favorite fun facts. Oh, love it. Do you have any more fun facts? I do about Dolly's Playboy cover. Remember when she was on Playboy? In 1978, she heartwarmingly dressed in a bunny costume because she didn't want to pose in the nude. I love that. I love that, too. She was the first country singer to pose for the magazine and says it was a fun thing to do. The She was the first country music singer and the second female, and I think the last female was Marin Morris in 2019. I never knew that. There's a bunch of country men who have been in Playgirl. 
Huh? Yeah. Billy Carrington? I don't know. I don't He's think hot. so. Is he? Was, Billy Carrington? Is he married? I don't think so. Billy. <laughs> Are you listening? He's on that song with Shania Twain, Party for Two. Well, there can like be a party curly. for two over he here. Sings, he sings some scandalous music for country music. He's, he sings, I just heard you sigh. <laughs> I just heard you sigh? <laughs> like, this song is very, for country music, it's very sensual. Sigh, like, as in, like. Like, <sighs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, she has written at least 5,000 songs. 400 of those were recorded. Um, she loved, she obviously was a songwriter first, and then she says that she's a singer second. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we want to get into her, um, some accolades? Yes. Okay. Or we can do charities, but I guess we can do charities after. I feel like it's all in the same. Yeah, true, 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 true. Okay, so she has 41 career top 10 country albums. Wow. Uh, 25 RAA certified gold, platinum, and multi-platinum awards. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I have that one, too. 25 songs reached number one on the Billboard country charts. She has 110 career charted singles over the past 40 years. Uh, she's won 11 Grammys, and that's out of the 50 nominations. Wow. Two Academy Award nominations. And then uh, she's won 10 CMA Awards out of 42 nominations. Seven ACM Awards out of 39 nominations. Three AMAs out of 18 nominations. And she is one of the seven women to win the CMT. Or not. I did it. Oh, I did it. The CMA Country <laughs> Music Association Entertainer of the Year. The other um, of those seven women were Barbara Mandrell, Reba, Shania, the Dixie Chicks, the Chicks, whatever, Taylor Swift, and Loretta Lynn. And she was inducted into the Grand Ole Opry in 1969, but they're only going to allow her to do three songs on her special. Yeah. She- <laughs> her, that's, that's exactly right, Whitney. Her special. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> okay. Um, she's inducted to all these Hall of Fames. Nashville Songwriters Hall of Fame, Small Town of America Hall of Fame, East Tennessee Hall of Fame, Country Music Hall of Fame, <laughs> Songwriters Hall of Fame, Junior Achievement East Tennessee Business Hall of Fame, the Americana <laughs> Highway Hall of Fame, Grammy Hall of Fame for I Will Always Love You, Blue Ridge Music Hall of Fame. Gospel Music Hall of Fame, Music City Walk of Fame, Country Gospel Music Hall of Fame, Grammy Hall of Fame for Jolene, the National Hall of Fame for <laughs> Mountain Artisans, the Happiness Hall of Fame. The Happy... What? Do you get in this Hall of Fame because you're happy? I don't know. Um, East Tennessee Writers Hall of Fame, the Grammy Hall of Fame for Coat of Many Colors, and then the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And then she's also on the Hollywood Walk mm-hmm. of Fame. I should have said, drink when you hear Hall of Fame. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay. <gasps> that took a lot. Um, she has, well, this isn't a, an achievement, but it's badass. Jolly has never worn a dress more than once. What? Yeah, she has an underground layer of, like, apparently all her dress. Like, I wonder if she has to get sewn into her dresses. I don't know, but she is tiny. She is tiny, but how would you get dresses over them boobies? Corset dresses, maybe? maybe. I don't know. She. I don't know. Um, the U.S. Library of Congress gave her a Living Legend Medal for her contribution to America's cultural heritage. She's also a member of the 100 Million Club because in 2014 she sold over 100 million records worldwide, Mm-mm. and her net worth is well over 600 million. How's she not a billionaire, though? I do wonder that. Maybe from. Is it from like her contributions, like? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. She also has done more than 400 guest appearances on TV shows. That's a lot of TV shows. We didn't even cover her being in movies. Uh Uh-huh. Nine to five. Best little whorehouse in Texas. Texas. I was trying to make sure. Well, we did do a whole... Oh, yeah. Other podcast on that. You can refer back to two episodes ago, I think. Yeah. Um, Whenever that was... Okay, charities and then her philanthropy. 
Mm-hmm. So the Dollywood Foundation is completely funded by Dolly's profits, like her everything else that she does. And they began the Imagination Library. It's a program um, that provides a free book a month to enroll children from birth to kindergarten. We mentioned it earlier, and we said uh, Liz said that Billy is involved. Yeah. In 2018, in commemoration of her father, who could not read or write, she donated the hundred millionth free book and the book was a copy of my coat of her book my coat of many colors and it was donated to the library of congress Um, through the dollywood foundation she has brought jobs and tax revenue to depressed regions of the country that's just she's an angel Mm -hmm. um dolly parton has volunteered her time and money too she raised money for the red cross and hiv slash aids charities um, she donated t- to the hospital and cancer center in Severville, Tennessee, and named it in honor of Robert F. Tom- Thomas, who was the doctor who delivered her. Um, she ha- has started an effort to preserve bald eagles. There's bald eagles at Dollywood. Yep. And then um, when in 2016, the Great Smoky Mountain wildfires, she hosted two telethons. And she created a fund called the My People Fund, and it helped over 900 families by providing $1,000 per month for six months. They got so much money that in the sixth month of that, so the last month that they were going to donate, they ended up giving each family 5000 So it was ended up being a total of 10000 each family. Wow. 900 families. Amazing. And... Um, there was something that said, like, yes, this, like, the money that she she gave these people, it helped them, like, get to where they, like, to their beginning state, but it allowed them to prepare for disasters to come. So, like, they had more money than they ever even started with, a lot of them. So Wow. Um, the Vanderbilt University Medical Center, her niece was actually in Vanderbilt for leukemia, and they helped her, like, heal her. Um, and then during COVID-19... Pandemic, she donated $1 million to research at Vanderbilt for the vaccine, and this was the early stages of development of the Moderna vaccine. Hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else? So I have a question. What is your favorite Dolly Parton song? That's a really good question. Because I really do like a lot of them. I really love um, Backwoods Barbie. Mm-hmm. I love that one. And I love 9 to 5. It's classic. It's so catchy. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Have you ever heard Two Doors Down? No. Okay, that song, whenever I'm like having a bad day and times that I've like been going through heartbreak or something... Mm-hmm. Two Doors Down is an anthem for heartbreak. Like, if you're going through something, it's I just, it puts you in a good mood. So, I love that song. And then, when I'm, like, driving to work or something, I listen to uh, Mule Skinner Blues. I freaking love mm, that song. That's a good song. <laughs> I also love the Dumplin' soundtrack. Oh, yes. I love all those songs on yeah. there. Yeah. Those are good. She's just... Dolly for president. Yeah, for (laughs) real. I mean, seriously, I don't know anyone that does not like her. And she still, she says whatever's on her mind. Mm -hmm. She loves people on either side of the fence. Yeah. So she was on a podcast with Brene Brown. Do you know who Brene? So Brene Brown is like a inspirational talker and author and everything. And she was talking to Dolly and Dolly was telling the one thing that drives Dolly insane Mm -hmm. is people being late. And Mm. she like, she, that's her word of advice for people is to not be late because it shows like you have no respect for anybody that's, that's working with you or working for you. She hates being like getting on set to somewhere and there's people running late because it's not even affecting her. It's affecting everybody else. Yeah. So she hates that. I was like, that's so cool. Like, who's le- who's running late when Dolly's on set for something? I really need to know. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be leaving like three hours early. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sad when Dolly's on time and you're not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to reevaluate your, your things, yeah. your lifestyle. I really hate being late, too. It really does bother me. Time management is such a huge part of my life. Even, like, with a kid, right? 
I'm pretty good about still getting out of the door on time. I will not lie. I... I am not the best, (laughs) but like for something like that, like if it's, if it's it's Dolly Parton, I'm not going to be freaking light. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'll let time get away from me. Dang. Well, (laughs) I'm like, Oh shoot. Like I'll get really zoned into my eyeliner and I'm like, Oh, okay. I I have two more things I need to say. Although we could talk about Dolly all night. Um, I had, I had to look up what's with her butterfly obsession. Oh yeah. Okay. And in 1974, she wrote a song, love is like a butterfly. Well, she loves butterflies so much because she compares her love for Carl Dean to a butterfly. So one of the lyrics is love makes your heart feel strange inside. It flutters like soft wings in flight. (laughs) So that's sweet. So like. Butterflies are kind of her signal of her love for Carl Dean, which I find so sweet. And then something I really connect to Dolly with is that I hate roller coasters. I hate them. Anyone that has forced me to go on one (laughs) will never, ever do it again because they don't believe me when I say it doesn't end well for anybody. And it really doesn't end well for anybody. And so I find it so funny that Dolly Parton hates roller coasters, but has an entire theme park and she's never ridden any of the rides. So I'm a roller coaster enthusiast. So is Jeff. (laughs) Yeah. And the first roller coaster I ever rode was at Dollywood. It was called Thunder or something like that. Is it really fast and like goes up? It goes in a loop. Okay. A literal loop. I loved it. The one... It's like soaring or whatever, and mm-hmm. you're like hanging off the sides yeah. on the eagle wings. No thanks. I've been on a stand-up roller coaster. No <laughs> thanks. I even so Ashley and Freeman. Okay. <laughs> I love how you go. Okay. Um, they forced me on one of the kid rides at Dollywood. Uh-huh. It's like the fire engine one. I had a full blown panic attack oh and gosh. I also didn't realize it stopped half the way through and then you have to do the whole ride backwards. Yeah. See, okay. <sighs> I live near Holiday World. Okay. And I would lo- I want everybody to no. partake in Holiday World. But can I just eat a funnel cake and like watch y'all on rides? Cause that yeah. gives me joy. Okay. Oh man. Well, anyway, we could talk about Dolly Parton all night. There's yes. literally no end to her amazingness, but we've been talking a long time. Yes. And we want to say that as we take this break, we will be on the lookout for other topics. Mm-hmm. And if you all think of anything that you would like us to cover, please let us know. And um, with the end of our season, we want to thank everyone who has tuned in. You'll never understand the gratitude we feel toward y'all. And this has been a dream come true and so fun. And I've learned a lot, actually. I've and I thought I was too. a country music like geek, but there's a lot to learn. So as Ernest Tubb once sang, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Aw. Thank you, everybody. Tune in next season. Bye. We want to thank y'all for listening to Spillin' the Tea. Whitney Merritt and Liz Ent are co-hosts and co-producers. The show is edited by Jeff Ent, and the theme song was performed and recorded by Sam Mays, a.k.a. Chumsky. Follow us on Facebook and our Instagram at Spillin' the Tea underscore podcast for show updates, partner posts, source material, and contact info for any business inquiries. Be sure to rate us whether you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thank y'all again so much for listening, and y'all come back now, you hear? Bye.